Hello and welcome to the Management Learning Podcast. This is episode four. And for anyone who's particularly sharp in hearing or has good memory, you may remember I introduced the last episode as episode four. Well, I was wrong. That one was episode three. This is episode four. So never let it be said that I'm infallible. Uh, Today I'm joined by Gordon Borer and Paula Tasker, who are both members of Management Learning and Coaching Limited. Um, And just a brief word about the company. Um, So Management Learning and Coaching Limited are specialists in management development um, and their mission is to transform management performance. They operate according to three values and we generally focus on one in each of our podcasts. So today's value is do what works and we are having a conversation about doing what works when you're having sales conversations. So I'll introduce them briefly. Gordon is the business development manager and um, and also one of the directors at Management Learning and Coaching. And Paula Tasker is the customer relationship manager. So she looks after the entire sales process, right, from prospecting um, through to confirming a sale that's right for the client, right for the company, and also beyond ensuring customer satisfaction after the point of sale. Uh, without further ado, I shall let uh, I shall get on to questioning our uh, lovely and insightful guests. So my question to you both today then is, are sales conversations difficult? Because I find the idea of opening a sales conversation really daunting. So Paula, what do you think? Are sales conversations difficult? I, I guess that for a lot of people, they are. Um, it's it's a perspective you know i i don't ever think of picking up a call as a sales call obviously it is that's my job but it's just talking to a person you know and and trying to understand you know where they're coming from and, and, and what they need and and that that's all the call is really it's not i'm not picking up the phone to say i'm going to make a sale today that's never my intention um, I am a salesperson, so that's, you know, I am competitive and I have targets, goals, milestones, whatever you want to call them. But that's not the thing that's necessarily in my mind as I pick up the call. Yes, I want a success. Of course I do. It depends on what you determine that success is. Sometimes it's a, it's as low as actually um, somebody being on the end of the phone. That, that's a positive for me. Um, um, so mm. daunted by sales calls. No, no, I'm not. No, and and immediately, actually, that's oh, you've just kind of highlighted something where I go wrong. I get hung up on the fact that it's a sales call and I need to make a sale. Um, yeah, really that, you know, that's my that's my one goal, and if I don't do that, I failed. Yeah, that that's yeah. I, I think I would find that very difficult. I think most people would, and I think that's where you, those old-fashioned days of sales calls. You know, you've got to get something. If if you call with that in in mind you're planning to fail really mm. okay so and gordon what's your take yeah i mean i i echo that i think the um you know i remember in my early days of of uh having to bring people up and having to sell something to them you know i think what made it uh difficult and challenging is that um you know the fear of rejection uh, the fear of somebody basically saying go away um, the fear of somebody actually saying no um, uh, I think and 
what often also makes it challenging is sometimes if particularly um, Paula and I have talked about this, uh, you know, is when you're trying to sell something that you don't really believe in. So you're just selling it for the sake of selling it for the money or what have you. And I think that's a challenge often for people in, uh, you know, in organizations is when it's their job, but if they can't get behind whatever it is they're selling, then that makes it a lot harder. And it also makes the actual process of picking up the phone and talking to somebody um, quite, quite uncomfortable, really. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I agree with Paula. I think it's a sense of what are you, what are you, what's the call about, you know? Um, and I often have conversations with people about sales and uh, academics are, are great ones. You know, academics firmly believe that they're not selling anything. Um, and, and in many ways, it's not worth arguing about whether or not they're selling something. Um, but they are, they're selling education, they're selling knowledge, um, they're selling uh, skills and abilities. Um, but they don't like to talk about it as sales. And, uh, um, so in, in your view that, that might, that's a positive about the way academics think about sales then is that right yeah well it it is and it isn't in as much as that um one of the challenges with 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 um with selling uh the fear of selling is that then you don't actually it stops you completely and 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 going back to where, where Paula came in in this, this conversation is actually if you're not ringing up with um, that, how can I help? I've got something of value here which might help you. How can I help? Then um, that becomes the barrier. If you're ringing up with, I've got to get you to buy my whatever, then uh, that stops you listening to what the other person on the end or the other end of the line wants mm. or needs. Mm. Um, so, and what would you say? So it sounds like you might have something to say about that, Paula. What's, what's your perspective? Yeah, I think what happens then is you're focusing on yourself rather than what the other person is saying. Um, and when you're, if you approach a sales call with what is it that you want to say, rather than what is it that you would like to hear that's when you're in trouble you know that a sales call should always be about listening to what that person has to say not what you it's not an opportunity for you to speak it's an opportunity for you to listen and I always say the, the biggest challenge people say is getting people to speak I don't think it is I think the biggest challenge is listening to what they're saying okay yeah T- tell me more about and, that and I I think that's where uh, that... oh, I think you've dropped out a bit, Paula. Yeah. COVID nineteen and, and zooming. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear can you, you now. now. Just go back to what you're saying about. I think the last thing I heard was you saying that um, it's not a challenge to get people to speak. The challenge is to to actually really hear them. Yes. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Um, I think what I'm trying to say there is um, 
it's really being able to to hear what they're saying and and to empathize with what they're saying um quite often salespeople think they know what the person what their client wants but they don't actually really know and and there are many steps involved with really understanding what somebody's trying to tell you mm. so you and, think that the salesperson might you know or i might approach a conversation thinking i kind of know what the client wants and that actually means that i'm not open to really listening to them yeah you're gonna miss the little nuances the real things that they're saying it is quite often the little things they say you know in a call that you think ah you get that little nugget you think ah, actually I, I i've got it now but you still you know you have to listen it, and quite often a salesperson will will think they've got something dig in with it talk about that and actually it switches off it switches off the the, the flow of the call it switches off what the person's trying to get across it's really important mm. that you hear that nugget wait listen to things to support that and you think oh, now i have that and you get to the point when you go back and you're actually heard it, it you've got many examples and that's quite powerful and and using words like i think this is what i've heard it, it again is a good is a good thing to say rather than this is what I heard. This is what you've told me. Because if you say that and you've got it wrong, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, my next question would be, so how, how do you personally make sure you're listening? And one of the things I've just picked up um, is that you don't assume you know. You check back with, with the person you're speaking to all the time. Absolutely. And I may hear a nugget once and I think I'm just going to wait, see if I hear something again that reinforces that. So I, I'm building up a picture in my own mind without, you know, without influencing what I'm hearing. And it's only when I'm really certain that I've heard something maybe two or three times that I, uh, that I might then um, come back on that question. Ah, OK. So I'm, well, that's, I'm that's really tangible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's really tangible. Unusual. And so, Gordon, do you, have you got any examples of, of, this kind of interaction with Paula because you both talk to each other a lot or, or <laughs> times when Paula's done this really well. Yeah, she never listens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. One of the, um, it, 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 it can be a bit of a nightmare when, uh, when, when Paula and I get on the phone because it, 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 it's, it's who can ask the most questions. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, no, one of the, I think what I was picking up actually with, you know, when, as I listened to Paula, one of the things that uh, I'm really, really conscious of, there's, there's kind of two, two elements to this. There's the sort of going in with, I've got an agenda. I'm the person that's a salesperson. I've got some. So we often use the phrase, uh, you know, are, are you listening or just waiting to speak? And mm. I so, so often see it with people that is that they're just waiting to speak. And they're just waiting for their opportunity to say, whatever it is they're going to say, you know, that sort of classic sort of, yeah, that's really interesting. Now let me tell you about, and you go, oh God, you know, and then the other, the other, but the other one, which is kind of also, you know, can be a challenge as well is that you're really interested in what somebody is saying, but you don't give them enough space to share everything. So what Paula is really, really good at is, letting people talk and talk and talk and when they 
pause, not filling the silence immediately because it's really, really important because they might just be thinking, particularly if you're on the phone. This is really important if you're on the phone because you can't see them. You can't see what, what their body language. So you've got to assume until the evidence proves otherwise that they haven't finished talking. Well, so I've got, I am going to interrupt and ask a question at this point, bad salesperson. Um, but Paula, is that difficult? Is that difficult just waiting and not filling the space? For me, no. Um, I, I'm not, I, I don't know whether it's always learned or whether it's in I can't say. It can certainly be taught. Um, I've, I've, through experience, I've learned, you know, if, if you really want to understand what somebody's saying to really listen to what somebody's saying, you've got to give them the time to do that. Um, and by, by allowing them to speak and giving them the silence they need, it gives them that opportunity to think. And, and I, I, I can sometimes, most, not all of the time, I can sometimes hear people thinking it's a strange experience. Not always, because I've often, I've known when I've spoken to Gordon, sometimes I say, are you thinking? Or are you know, and he, oh, no, no, I'm thinking. But it doesn't hurt to even ask that question sometimes, because you're not actually taking them off. You're not, you're not filling them with your stuff. You're actually asking, them, are you thinking? Yeah. And there's, there's nothing wrong with asking that question. No. And they'll, they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah, 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 I am. Okay, good. And, 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 then and I, up. yeah, and I think little, little, verbal cues like uh-huh oh yeah say more about that keep going you know um those sort of things that they they kind of encourage people to because sometimes people dry up mm. um and the temptation when somebody dries up is to is to is to jump in and and then that can actually then take it down a track that's maybe uh, cuts off an avenue of information that, that they were going to reveal. Um, and I've seen it again. So I've seen, and I've done it. I think we've all done it is when somebody says something that's quite interesting, particularly if it's interesting related to whatever it is you want to sell, you go, oh, well, that's really interesting. And then you start to tell a story or you start to try and relate it back to you, to your, um, to your, your product or whatever it is. And you, you haven't drained all of the thinking. You haven't, they haven't given you all of the information. Um, and so it's really, really important to let people, um, complete that process of answering your question or your questions completely uh, no matter how irrelevant it might seem to you you know um, or how off track it might seem to you because if they go off track they might be telling you that actually whatever it is you've got to offer is not relevant to them right now um, and and that's that's important information in and of itself. I think we come back to the idea that the you know the one goal isn't necessarily to make a sale with a sales call. 
what I think I'm picking up from both of you and what I think you just kind of described really neatly, Gordon, is that gaining information is far more valuable than just single-mindedly trying to make a sale. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? You both said that, you, you know, no hesitation. So, <laughs> excellent. Well, uh, okay. well, I've got a question. To, I mean, actually, you really nicely modelled there a clarifying question, a confirming question. I heard this. Is that correct? That's a really great question, mm. you know, a really great, great way of asking a question. Um, I'm really interested in, in, you know, I have a view on what the objective is when I go on to a, a, a call. What, what's, if you could sum up, Paula, what your objective is, what's, you know, in, in what, because we quite often say to each other, you know, sometimes in confidence. So what do you want? What, what's the outcome you want from this call? What is, if you had an outcome from a call, what would be the outcome that you would want? One outcome. Well, several maybe, but um, yeah. So really important. Yeah, what's really important for me is any call that I make, whether it's to open up an opportunity, whether it's to tie down an appointment, whether it's to actually close a sale. You know, it, what I always want is to is that to know that I've left the call in such a way that I can always pick up the phone again to that person ah. and have a conversation. Beautiful. So I, I want that relationship to continue. Um, and even if I have to have difficult conversations with clients, and, you know, that happens, you know, you get misunderstandings um, that have occurred at any point in, you know, from, from what I've, I've gone through with them right through to what, you know, one of the technical experts has had a conversation with them and, you know, it could slightly have got skewed, you know, that can be quite an uncomfortable call to make. But as long as it's left that we're both happy, we're both, we both know what's going on going forward, that, you know, next time I pick up the call, we're both going to be happy to have a conversation, then that's a win for me. Yeah. 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 That's really, that's really, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. I totally understand that. And it just means that you've never closed the door. No. You, 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 Absolutely. You have to leave the door open, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the, so my, when I think of going on to a call, particularly because I tend not to do the sort of the front end, Paula does the front end and tends, tends to have the conversation with the client that says, that uncovers maybe a, a need or something like that. And then, Paula passes it to me or one of my colleagues and then so but we're still having a sales conversation so Paula hasn't sold it yet necessarily um, what 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 Paula has sold is a conversation with me and so now I've got to take it on the next place and my objective um, again is not not to make a sale necessarily but to find out if this person has a problem that I can help with. If they haven't got a problem that I can help with, then 
I have found out that they haven't got a problem I can help with. And that's a successful call. Yeah. That sounds a lot more manageable, not to mention useful. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see where I might, where I might be going wrong with, um, with my vision of what a sales call should be. So, um, I think, I think someone's just started mowing the lawn outside. So if that picks up on the recording, I'm sorry. Something I would pick up though, on on what Gordon has just said, um, even though, you know, we may not be able to help with that problem just then, doesn't mean we won't be able to in the future. So, you know, it's going back to, you know, when you asked me about my role or about, you know, the relationship, will be handed back really to me or the or in the way that Gordon will have left that call but actually you know we've still got a relationship so you know what's going to be useful to them at a point it is 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 important to us so therefore we'll store that information and, and when we think we have something that might be useful to them we can then talk to them and, and equally they know what we can offer and they then can come back to us because we've left that door open yeah it's not it's not okay we can't sell anything to you right now so you're of no interest to us that's not the case because that person is always going to have something at some point that we can help with if it's around you know training for for their managers so it's really important that door is always left open and and i will get in contact with them again whenever we've agreed that i will even if that's a keep in touch yeah. Yeah. So um, I I want to just take us back to the start of the sales conversation. So um, I, I think something I'm, I, you know, I would still really struggle with is how do you open that conversation? Especially if you're not actually planning to present a solution that you've already formed. Mm. Okay. So that's of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there, there are there are so many processes and ways of doing that. You know, my my standard has always been to um, to set up my call with a really clear reason of you know as to why I'm calling, and I always get that out very very soon. So so my call might be um, um, hi, it's Paula Tasker, calling from management, learning, and coaching. Um, and I, w- I may say, I understand, um, Louise, um, that you are the right person to speak to, having spoken to uh, Sarah uh, last week with regards to people development and, and particularly management development. Is that right? So I'm, I'm looking to clarify very quickly that I'm speaking to the right person. And that's really, really important because I don't want to waste their time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always, depending on, on what I hear in the voice, I may, may not say, is this a convenient time to talk? There's argument always there because people will say, you should never do that in, in a sales call because they, they will probably say no. But if they're going to say no, it's because they don't want to talk to me right now. So I'd rather get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd rather them, to, if, if they're in a hurry, it's the last thing I want to do because that's not going to make my, my, my call next time to them easy. Mm, yeah so, so I you're not setting up for the next call you're shutting that down immediately aren't you 
absolutely you've got to be polite you know it's a polite world so I, I want somebody to be polite to me I'm going to be polite to them mm. so I always say is this convenient to, you know time to talk I would say 70% of the time it's a yes and then I clearly state you know the reason for my call is um and and usually once I've started talking about you know you know wh where we specialize they're either going to say to me yeah I'm really interested in that and they start talking or they'll say to me I'm interested but the time for me right now is not now we're not looking to talk about that until you know September October November December and I will at that point say that's absolutely fine you know what would be helpful for, for you to hear from me today they may say nothing at this stage I'll say that's fantastic um, so therefore let, let's have a chat in September I'll make a note if there's anything I find useful in the meanwhile you know or, or given what you've said to me you know I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call but other than that I'll get back to you later on in the year or we'll have a conversation if there is something to talk about now then obviously we'll look to have that conversation Hmm. So what, what I'm really hearing from you in there, Paula, is that you're giving, you're giving the other person, the person you're talking to, in this case it was me, but you're giving hmm. them the opportunity to tell you about the, where they are, what they're looking for right now, at every point along the way, you know, you, you check they're the right person to talk to, you check they've got time to talk, you find out what's going on for them in their organisation, you're constantly giving them the opportunity to tell you what's going on for them yeah and, and and i i have a phrase for that and it's it's called being on their agenda always nice i like the being on their agenda i like that um yeah. i'm actually gonna i think draw this to a bit of a close although i could go on listening and talking with you guys for a lot lot longer um but we've we've been talking for for nearly half an hour now so i suppose gordon i'm gonna ask you a question if there was one thing that you wanted whoever's listening to take away from from this chat or perhaps you know what what one thing has resonated with you the most what would it be um i think that that the, there's a very simple i have a, i have a very simple starting point to a conversation uh to a sales conversation um which pivots around the question, how can I help? So even if that's not the first question out of my, my head, even if I need to do a bit like Paula just did is position myself into a conversation, I'm always going in with, how can I help? That's, that's the key question for me. So we talk about micro masteries and, and having an entry trick. That for me is the entry trick to any sales conversation, even if it's not voiced. If, if you can go in with that question, how can I help? Mm, okay. How can I help? Lovely. Thank you. And Paula, so if, if, if I were to ask you for one bit, one top bit of advice on how to stop sales conversations, feeling like there's something difficult, what would you advise me? When you pick up the phone, it's not about you. It's always about them. Yeah. And, and that will take the pressure off because I always think don't be frightened to make the call. And that's a really, you can say that doesn't mean anyone, doesn't mean anything to anybody who's scared to make the sales call. 
I just say, don't be frightened. You go, well, I'm still frightened. Yes. But if you say, look, when you pick up the phone, this call is not about you. It's about them. That should take the pressure off, which means you shouldn't be frightened to make that call because you, you're going to be helping somebody else. You're giving somebody else to, to get their problem over to you. It's about them, not you. It's about them. And so does that also mean then that it, they're bringing all the information, you know, mostly all I have to do is, you know, I don't have to have this fantastic sales pitch. I don't no. have to prepare it all night till 2am. I need no overcoming objections. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need to ask some human questions and listen mostly and let them be the ones bringing all the information. Absolutely. That sounds a lot easier. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, guys, thank you so much. I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed chatting with you and I've learned a lot. Um, and I hope that you've enjoyed it too. So much. So. Thank you, Louise. All right. Take care, lovely people. <laughs>